0: 162 on a sum as afternoon. I took the bus of embers, and, and she was heavy laden. The way we went to Lancollomel Street, that's on the road to bleeding. Oh!
1: Hello and welcome to episode 63 of CHN Radio and the last match review of the season. It was a great run. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. You can follow me at NUFC underscore Greg. And then I am not doing this alone because that is depressing when we do that. I'm with my man, the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Brusome, Tewsome Newsome.
2: Hmm. Well, we're back, and uh, yeah, this is the last time you'll hear my voice ever, until, like, this ever weekend. until
1: like, like Whenever five days we now. release the <laughs> season
2: review. Yeah, um, yeah. If you want to follow me and my delicious tweets, um, I had a very popular one about the lake. I went to the lake this weekend, which for my uh for our di- our uh, our colored listeners like myself, the lake is where our uh, our white friends go. When they're bored. It's it's an amazing place. If you have white friends asking about the lake, it was wonderful. I had a tweet about the lake that did pretty well. So if you want to wanna read about that, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsome. And then there's also some Newcastle stuff sprinkled in there. Um, you know, all the good stuff.
1: Oh, it's it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty solid Twitter account, I must admit. Yeah. Um, Elijah. Yes. You said on... Last Thursday, 2019, mm-hmm. I did. Newcastle United would win
2: 5-0. Yeah, I had no faith in Fulham to produce a goal.
1: And you were pretty close.
2: I was like, pretty damn close. And Solomon Rondon could have had a hat-trick. Yeah. Well, like, I said, was so mad. You
1: said a Rondon brace and 5-0, and that almost happened.
2: Yeah, it almost, almost ha- happened. I was, I was literally so mad. Rondon's, like, hitting the post. And, like, these, this keeper's, like, having, like... <laughs> Like he's had like three terrible saves, and then he has like an amazing save, and it's against Ron. It's like, dude, come on, just let him score. Let me be right. Jeez, ugh.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I said three to one, not so, not so on point there, but we got the job done. It was three points for Newcastle. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit, but before we do, we're gonna dive into some club news. Oh, Um, yes, we are. We're gonna start with a little rest in peace.
2: Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Chris Hewden, former yeah. uh, Newcastle manager. R.I.P. He's, well, he's not he, dead. He's just sacked.
1: No, yeah, he was sacked. So,
2: R.I.P. Yeah, to yeah, him. Clarification.
1: Right um, so, he's like... It, it's tough because, like, it was unjust what happened to him here in a lot of people's eyes and, like, Brighton stayed up and he brought them up and I mean, it was a tough year for them, but he still, still did a good enough job, but now even Brighton supporters are trying to say that they can get Rafa, which is absolutely laughable.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it, it I feel like there's a there's people out, outside of Brighton fans, which Brighton fans are already they're irrational in a lot of ways. Um, there's it's interesting because there's a lot. The, the tone I got was similar, where a lot of people didn't really think he deserved to be sacked. Uh, just because Brighton had a really good start to the season and also just because there's not a lot of, like, who would you choose to replace him? Like, pretty much every replacement manager this season at any of the English leagues, whether it be championship or uh, or Premier League, has not really fared too, too well, um, especially as we've gotten towards the end of the season um, where guys are expected to either stay up or compete for promotion or whatever. None of them have fared insanely well so there's not really, and there's not really a lot of like you know, young names out there or anything like that in the English footballing world. I don't know who they're gonna replace them with. It's, I mean, Alan Pardew, Fat Sam. I, I don't, I don't know. So I think that was the weird thing. Um, but I mean, fair play to them. Uh, they had an insanely good start to the season. Uh, probably the reason they stayed up um, by exceeding expectations and playing uh, to the best of their ability under Houghton, but. Of course, um, all good things must come to an end, I guess. So, um, wouldn't be surprised if he's tipped as a replacement if Rafa doesn't resign, which the attitude, we'll get to that later, but the attitude around Newcastle seems like he's going to resign, um, at least for another year or so. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's that news.
1: Yeah, um, next thing is I spent a lot of time planning what I would do with uh, Newcastle's side had had they come to my hometown in vegas um and it seems that time has been wasted yep because they're not coming
2: (laughs) well are you Um, really surprised
1: well actually so so shelby said in the post game that he that they're they decided not to go to vegas but they still are getting a reward and it's that they get it in a cash payout instead
2: that's fair jet lag sucks
1: well, yeah, apparently the players said that they had, like, and I, I don't know if this is true, this is just some of the things that have been reported, is that the players had plans for their holiday and not all of them wanted to go to Vegas because they wanted to spend time with their family and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I mean, I didn't know how long they were planning to go, but, like, the weekend boys, let's go. Come see your boy, Greg Troxel. Let's turn up.
2: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Kind and maybe of. this is why Mike Ashley wants to get younger. So that these guys don't have families, and it gives them an excuse to go on trips with these strapping young lads to Vegas, or mm-hmm. to like, to like Amsterdam, where you go where you're young and you're single and you don't have any worries. It Mike Ashley's just trying to relive the glory days, it's a midlife crisis. I this see. is all making sense now. So if we get some 19, 20, 21 year olds with no responsibilities, or guys like DeAndre Yedlin who like, are too hipster to have any family or responsibilities, then... Maybe there'll be a better chance that we'll go to Vegas next year so uh, maybe maybe there's a method to Mike Ashley's madness yeah or he's just cheap uh, it's let's not let's not
1: hold that let's not go too far with that
2: okay but well, we, we um, went far enough
1: <laughs> some quick u23 news they 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 don't want to get promoted they've had two opportunities in three years and they had a cup final lost them both or lost all three. Um, they lose to Southampton 2-1, to one. they are not promoted, they will be in Premier League 2, Division 2, so they're just gonna hang out, I guess, they just can't, can't win that game. Um,
2: yeah, it's tough. I'll,
1: I'll write, I'm gonna write an article on it, um, or on the youth season and Loney's and, and all that stuff, but, um, very interesting what I intend to say on Elias Sorensen. Oh. So, stay tuned
2: okay, okay interesting um, in other news Cal Roberts uh, I don't did he make an appearance in the U23s match
1: uh, actually
2: I so I wasn't able to follow it today
1: but I can check right mm-hmm. now
2: yeah I, I think I saw a tweet that said he was warming up but anyway, I know ahead of the match he had posted a picture from Serena Taylor who that's another person we should just try to interview because she takes <sighs> all the pictures. So, yeah Kyle this,
1: Roberts came in He played played a little over a half hour
2: Yeah well it was as Likely his last appearance For uh, Newcastle as It was kind of tipped back in March Or so uh, that it was Going to be he was going to be released at the end of this Season um, and So it was kind of sad to see him but Something interesting the Chronicle picked Up on was in his comments it's not Even a link that I'd even heard of but In his comment there were tons of Greek fans Of Panathika had Panathinaikos, that's how you say it, Panathinaikos, which is a Greek football club. Um, there were tons of them telling him to come there and play for them. So, I don't know, just that's a possible, I guess that's a new transfer link that just, just announced, new transfer link for Kyle Roberts. He's going to Greece. Um, but yeah, so just shout out to Kyle Roberts. It was fun having you around that one time we saw you play in the FA Cup. So, good for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick question, and this yeah. is a question by TunePolls. Uh-huh. I wanted to bring this up, but okay. we just finished talking about Chris Huten, and here we are. So, if the worst happens and Rafa leaves, would you be happy if we appointed Chris? I
2: mean, I don't, I don't know who else we would appoint. I mean, like, there's, I think the only options out there. I mean, you've got Jose Mourinho, which is unlikely, but I wouldn't be shocked if Jose Mourinho came to a club and he has some obsession with Newcastle, like an affinity for them. And I guess Chris Hughton. I mean, maybe I'm just not up to speed on the amount of managers available in football right now. Um, I mean, but I also don't think our club's aware of the managers available in football right now. So I think that like if Rafa leaves, it would have to be Chris Hewitt, and I would just have to be okay with it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a little over one thousand votes. Seventy four percent say no; they wouldn't be happy. Just yeah. I just thought that was an interesting question to bring up. Um, next thing, the Chronicle has eight reasons Rafa might stay. A deep yeah. dive.
2: What
0: do you yeah. think about that?
2: Well, so uh, for our 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 listeners who. Don't know who the Chronicle are. Who don't uh, know how to didn't. read? Yeah. They, well, they, they exist. The Chronicle, their newspaper, and they've come out with eight clues that suggest Rafa might stay. Um, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but uh, and I'll just read them, and you can kind of just give me your quick thoughts after I read each one. So okay. uh, the first one they say is there was no big emotional goodbye at either St James or Craven Cottage. Basically saying usually when a manager knows they're leaving, they'll do a couple laps around the stadium, or make some comment to the media thanking them for the season or something like that, similar to what Tata Martino did with Atlanta United during his last couple games, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there was none of that for Rafa Mnitez Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, he also had a pretty funny quote. The uh, after, Post-match, one of the reporters asked him, so the fans were chanting, we want you to stay, we want you to stay. So the question is, Rafa, will you stay? And he said, no, I'm going to go back to Newcastle. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. And I was oh, like, yes, really... that was funny. Cheeky. No, Cheeky. why would I stay Cheeky. here?
1: I'm going to go back to Newcastle. Yeah. Why would <laughs> I, I like, stay yes.
2: Craven Cottage Cheese? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, all right.
1: But, no, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. I actually didn't think about that at all until the Chronicle brought that up. So, yeah. It's
2: pretty cool. And then here's another one, which is kind of a under-the-radar thing that you kind of always have to bring into consideration when talking about Rafa. Uh, he says, a willingness to compromise in his positive mindset ahead, ahead of talks. So Rafa's been nothing but positive the past couple weeks ahead of this upcoming meeting with Mike Ashley. Supposedly happening sometime this week or early next week. Um, and he's always been willing to compromise. You can already kind of see it with some of the the uh, demands that we were hearing about Rafa Uh, from Rafa are kind of already being swept underneath the rug, like facility upgrades and such, um, in favor of things like a potential youth team overhaul. Uh, So they're essentially saying there could be a compromise, and even though Rafa won't get 100% of what he wants, he'll try to get at least 70 or 80% of what he wants and sign on for another couple years with the hopes things get better.
1: Yeah, that's the whole point of negotiations, right? You you shoot high and, and knowing that you can settle somewhere a little below. Um, unless you're just like going to hardline it. But if Rafa went in with the idea that he was going to negotiate this and that's probably exactly what he's probably expecting. Um, so yeah, I, I'm good with that. I I agree.
2: Yeah. Here's the third one. The careful manner in which Benitez has made sure not to say anything that could potentially jeopardize the meeting. Again, another negotiation tactic. Obviously you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you before the meeting actually begins. Start off on a bad note. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that one's pretty straightforward, do you think?
1: Uh, I actually don't think that's been the case because I think it was pretty scathing what he said after the Leicester match, and that wasn't holding back.
2: Yes. And he told everybody but, what
1: our budget was. He told, like, everybody how there's no possible way to compete under that budget. Like, he that – was, that was a pretty aggressive move by him. And yes, it, it put but the, that was put weeks ago before
2: we it. knew that the meeting was happening this week. So, like, we knew this meeting was happening this week – about what maybe before our last match against liverpool and since then rafa's been just up and positive because everyone knew there was gonna be a meeting at the end of the season i think that's yeah. what the Chronicles referring to especially when you read their like just dis- their description on this they've been basically talking about only recent stuff but i do agree the Leicester thing was like a, a an eye-opener um but mike ashley maybe didn't even see that to be honest <laughs> because he's my (laughs) guy. Maybe not. He's like, Rafa knows Mike's only watching now that the end of the season's happening. He kind of knows how, like he knows, all right, well, uh, I should start paying attention now because where we finish determines how much money I get. Um, And this is the fourth one, which uh, you kind of alluded to earlier we were talking about Brighton, uh, the lack of obvious alternatives for Benitez in the Premier League. So um, Benitez has been linked to um, potentially being looked at by, over the course of this year, China, a couple Italian clubs, Um, even some Saudi Arabian clubs, as well as Paris Saint-Germain. And Rafa Benitez has been pretty adamant for the entire year that his goal is to stay in the Premier League in England because he wants to live on Merseyside. So uh, that's the other thing is that basically uh, right now it seems that uh, Benitez needs to sign an extension in order to retain a job in the Premier League. Yeah, that's
1: uh, the whole family situation,
2: right? Yeah. Um so yeah, definitely. It kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. Like I mean, with Brighton, if you're Benitez, there's no there's you don't know the financial situation there. There's no guarantee that they stay up next season with the current squad they have, especially when they had like they have two guys over the age of 35 playing in their team, like starting every match. Um, yeah. so you know, there's no guarantee there and then um, every other club that kind of had issues with managers uh, going forward, whether it be Crystal Palace or uh, West Ham or whoever, like in the past couple years that have all been linked to potentially looking at uh, Benitez as a replacement, have found their replacements already, and they've all done really well um, with West Ham doing really well, Crystal Palace doing well, really well. I mean, obviously Fulham, their, fate, their fate's been sealed, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then you've got, uh, this one is a, Bit, this is. I think this is stretching it a little bit. Uh, It says a nod to the future with the academy graduates on the bench, which I'm not really buying that because, like you said, this is pretty typical of anyone, any kind of team at the end of the season. Uh, You kind of put your young players on the bench, show them like congratulations for doing so well this season, rewarding them for their efforts with the youth team. But yeah, we had Louis Cass and Kellen Watt, who both turned like 19 recently and graduated from the academy etc cetera, etc cetera. they were on the bench and the chronicle claiming that's a reason that we should be excited
1: sure <laughs> but yeah <laughs> like you said uh, a lot of clubs do that um they they'll bring a some deserved academy players up for the last match or just something like that to give them a cap if needed yeah or, which i'm surprised it- they didn't come in considering
2: yeah, oh yeah, dude. We, out, we brought but... on Kennedy for a swan song. Muto honestly looked good when he came on, but that's that's later. Uh, yeah. Preseason's already planned, and Benitez is accommodating China into that. Uh, again, this is something we kind of already knew. We already knew that um, regardless of whether or not Rafa was going to be there next season, he was going to make plans for China's uh, preseason through the preseason tournament in China. Uh, I don't know. If there's really much else to look into that with that point.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah. I mean I agree with you there,
2: for sure. Yeah. And then the last two are a little bit more promising. Uh they've basically said transfer targets have already been identified and some players have been told they can go. Uh, basically Modiame has been set to leave. Uh Isaac Hayden's probably getting sold. Um, and the Chronicle of Claiming with Newcastle have been scouting wing backs, midfielders, wingers and strikers that Benitez has asked for. Interesting, no center backs uh being scouted, which probably means mm-hmm. that Kieran Clark, who's been someone in the Chronicle of Tip to League, is probably staying in Newcastle next year, just as depth. But anyway, uh, yeah, thoughts on basically all of we're scouting Rafa's transfer targets.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love if that was true. I just We just don't know. <laughs> we yeah. just don't know. Um, but yeah, hopefully it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, uh, I'm sure you saw this picture Uh Ashley smiles, and the owner returned to Newcastle United. Uh, so, basically, Ashley has come back for a match, which is usually a positive sign. I mean, I like, you can make the arguments of the positive sign uh, when Ashley returns. I mean, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I feel like the last couple times he's come back, there's there's been no actual outcome. Like ever so I don't know if it's really a positive sign that Mike Ashley's return or just it's interesting that he's here it's good that he's watching the team and seems to care about the team but I don't know if it's like a sign that says Rafa's staying because Ashley's here and he's in a good mood like I don't know I feel like like I said he's got to start paying attention at the end of the season because that's how he knows how much money he's going to (laughs) make yes yeah so that was the eight reasons uh, the Chronicle thinks uh, Rafa could potentially stay um, take what you want, but I think the first one, the first couple are the big ones. Uh, basically, saying like you got to take into consideration his actions, uh, Rafa's actions, not really the club's actions, but Rafa's actions leading up in these past couple weeks. Um, his kind of not really giving a huge farewell, his joking about, you know, staying and leaving, all that kind of stuff. They're all positive signs. And then multiple players uh, are coming out and saying they're confident he's going to be back here next year, or they want to be back here next year, et cetera, et cetera yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and then kind of – you got something? Oh, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say moving on. Uh, there's a couple players leaving. Um, I'm pretty sure we kind of already know who's kind of tipped to leave. Uh, Isaac Hayden, uh, Mo Diame, um, Kieran Clark's been a name that's thrown out there. Obviously, Kennedy, Antonio Burecca, uh Rob Elliott, Cardallo. K- uh, I said Kieran Clark. John Joe Shelby and obviously Rondón and Hosleu's <laughs> has been included on this list. Let's exclude let's exclude Rondón, let's exclude Rondón and Perez for now. Is there any player that you would legitimately miss? Jonjo. Yeah. That's fair.
1: And you said exclude Rondón and Perez, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: John Joe for sure. John Joe yeah. and Hayden would be the the two biggest ones for me. But yeah, um, yeah that and that's something that just so for all of our listeners, so this coming weekend, so like a, a little less than a week from now, uh, we're going to be doing a season review podcast, so we're going to go over like these in way more detail, but oh, um, yeah. just just at least for now, at least yeah i would I would really miss John Joe I think I think more than anybody like Hayden Hayden had an amazing season, but like John Joe's still
2: is that mind. recency bias? Hmm, throwing those psychological terms out on you. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, <laughs> just curious. Um, you want to get into the little BS meter? Before yeah. We, uh, before we move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, okay. Uh, so this this one's interesting. Uh, we got a couple couple names to throw out here. So, um, League, uh, French Ford, Remy Udine uh, has been linked. Uh, To Newcastle He's 22 years old He's a forward um, And he would be He would cost about 12 million euros Uh, Yeah He's been a guy Who's kind of a uh, a In the box finisher Uh, People have compared him To Robin Van Persie uh, Kind of a poacher Similar to Iose Perez But um, More defined in his role Uh, But Honestly could be Iose Perez part two Because he can play Up front as well as Out wide uh, 22 years old, like I said, 12 million euros. So, what, 9 million pounds? Thoughts? Hmm. Um, you
1: know, us poaching from the French League is probably realistic just for the cost side yeah. of it. But, um, hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to still say... Remy oh Let's say... I'm going to say 65%
2: full of BS. Okay. I'll go a little bit lower. Um, I go 45%. It, it Realistically, as a move, it doesn't really make that much sense. Um, I don't think so. I mean, unless you're... I guess if you lose Hasulu... I mean, you have to lose a forward. Um, but this guy is essentially Yoshinori Muto part 2 um but because it doesn't really make that much sense it just makes me feel like newcastle are more likely to do it so yeah <laughs> sure um next one we got uh walter benitez uh would be a backup keeper uh he's a nice goalkeeper um no price tag been named uh wolves have been uh have been the front runner so far i guarantee you this guy might be uh he might be Portuguese. Yeah, I was about high. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, no, he's Argentinian, uh, but he's a 26-year-old uh, goalkeeper. He's played a fair bit of matches for Nice. Um, w- nice are trying to extend him, so it's kind of a guy who's. It looks like he's ready to move on to the Premier League. Uh, but yeah, that would be that's another target. Uh, this would be probably a replacement for either Carl Darlow or Rob Elliot um, or potentially Freddie Woodman. Uh, but uh,
1: yeah, yeah. If we have a goalie overhaul, then I can see this more likely. I'm going to say a forty percent chance of BS
2: if that happens. Yeah, I- I'm around the same. Wait, I'm is he niece's
1: starting goalkeeper?
2: Um, Do you know that. Probably let's see. He's is. Made thir- yeah, he probably is. He's made thirty three, but it. Oh, all, then, the-
1: all right. I'm. Um, I changed my mind. Seventy five percent chance of BS.
2: Okay, I was going to say this, but it seems like every club he's linked to, which is just Wolves, uh, Palace, and Newcastle, already have established starting goalkeepers. So this guy looks like he's set on leaving because he's not really moving forward quickly with extending with Nice. So I think he's understanding that wherever he goes, he's going to go, uh, he's probably going to be coming in um, as as a backup competing for the job or coming in to be the next man up uh, because you look at... Wolves uh, They have, what, Patricio in goal Who's like 30 in Portuguese Uh, And we've got Dubrovka And then, uh, what, Palace of Hennessy So, you've got All these keepers on the older end That are probably on their way out Within the next couple seasons And as he's hitting his prime He's probably going to get the opportunity to start Um, But yeah, 33 appearances uh, 15 clean sheets So, uh, he looks to be a good good player Um, But yeah, I still think it's going to be you know, less than that, especially since, uh, he's not extending his contract and Nice are probably going to want something for him and they paid literally nothing for him, for him. He's a free transfer. So, uh, it's potential they could get this guy for under 10 million pounds and Nice are completely fine with that. Um, next one is Charles Josiah Hermann, 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 yeah, it's Herrmann, uh, who is a, uh, a German forward, uh, years of age, um, would be more of a youth team signing, I would imagine. Um, he plays for Wolfsburg. He's been playing for the U19s. Uh, Everton, Newcastle, and Celtic are the clubs interested in him. Uh, but, yeah, this I think this is a little bit more likely because the whole youth team overhaul. Um, but, yeah, he's another youth player. I'm going to say 80% BS. Okay. Simply because Everton and Celtic's youth squads are way better, so there's no reason for him to pick us. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Then we got Tammy Abraham getting into more BS stuff. Uh, Yeah, Tammy Abraham obviously is a Raf Benitez target that we've had for the past couple of seasons. Uh, He's chosen other clubs over Newcastle twice to go out on loan. Uh, Swansea didn't work out so well. And then Aston Villa, who he's had 25 goals in 37 games, Uh, again, in the championship, uh, twenty-one years of of age, and then like you said earlier, uh, Chelsea are looking. Uh, you might have said this off recording, but Chelsea are probably looking to offload a bit of a bit of players, um, just so that you know, you know, kind of transition into uh, being able to compete once the transfer ban is lifted in terms of like having the funds to do so. Uh, so this could be a guy that uh, Chelsea are, um, are looking to sell, but. As a chronicle points out, probably not for a low price or a bargain of any kind. This would be a marquee signing for Newcastle if it happened.
1: Um, I personally don't want it to happen, but I'm gonna say BS is at fifty-two percent.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go one hundred and seven percent BS because Ooh. like um, Chelsea were off their 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 rumored price tag for Kennedy, who had who's had literally his worst ever season like on paper statistically they wanted 30 million pounds from i just like what are they going to ask for a striker who's had his best career season uh 21 years old english talent so uh, inflate that market value a little bit more like i think they're going to ask for like 45 to 50 million pounds especially because you had like everton buy charleston for essentially like also not having a wonderful season and they were able to buy him for like a bajillion dollars and he ended up being well for them but I don't know it just doesn't seem like Chelsea are gonna let him go for cheap and they've been able they've withheld players and priced players out of uh of moving on the clubs because of this and they're completely fine doing that look at Ruben Loftus-Cheek uh who we mentioned on the last pod like he's a guy who should have been sold by Chelsea a couple years ago and hey they have priced him out of anyone buying him so I don't think it's gonna happen at all and then, finally, we got uh, Bakayoko, who, of course, is the Chelsea signing that has been a complete flop. Uh, he was playing okay for AC Milan in the beginning of the season, and then he basically said F you to the manager and hasn't really made an appearance since. Uh, so he's looking for a fresh start. It The price tags have been all over the place. Um, the last I've seen is that uh, Chelsea are... are are um, are looking for around thirty million pounds, uh, which would be around the same price of his loan to buy deal with AC Milan, which AC Milan are probably not going to pick up. Um, but yeah, thoughts on this?
1: Um, I I don't think Rafa would want this guy in the team. So my BS is ninety nine point nine percent.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't really see it happening just due to the the player's attitude. Uh yeah. has is really signed Divas. Um, so <laughs> that that's that's kinda it for that. Um that's all I got for the BS meter. Uh, and then I is... Oh go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I have a where in the world. Okay, you have a where in the world.
1: Yeah. I have one right now. You ready for okay. it? Yeah. He played in Newcastle from two thousand nine to two thousand seventeen. At the time, he was at Newcastle. He went on loan to Cardiff, Rotherham United, Rangers, Wigan, and Bradford City, all alone. Currently, is an attacking midfielder for FC Twenty.
0: Hmm.
2: Whew, okay. Hear it to be say. Okay, um, attacking midfielder. All time in
1: his. Eight years with the club, he scored seven goals for Newcastle, senior appearances. I mean sorry, seven appearances, no goals. I read I was on the wrong column. Uh his best year was in twenty fifteen, he scored
2: eight goals for Rangers. He played up until twenty seventeen? Yep. So he was sold in the twenty seventeen summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oof. This is this is tough. <laughs> Cause that means so that's like 2016 team, right? Yeah. Um. So, and
1: I'll give you a big hint here.
2: Okay. Give uh, me a big
1: hint. I'll give you his nationality.
2: He's and he's he plays for FC Twenty now. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nineteen
1: appearances, four goals for them. Um. He's currently 26 years old, and he's from Slovenia.
2: Hmm. <laughs> 26 and from Slovenia. And he's the number 10 for FC20.
1: If that's. I mean, it looks like it's 20,
2: 20. 20. I don't know. Probably right. i i actually stumped. <laughs> Harris? Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah.
1: i would say like blast from the past but like people like forget that he was even a part of
2: newcastle (laughs) yeah no yeah that's yeah that's like that that's newcastle's version of the chelsea loan system
1: yeah exactly
2: (laughs) yeah um but okay okay we got one more thing for you um so this is just a very recent story just to monitor i want to get your thoughts on this uh because you are american And uh, we both are U.S. Men's National Team fans because, unlike other people, uh, we're American and we cheer for our country. Um, We're not naming any names, uh, but there are some people we know who don't do that. Um, So Tim Wea has had an interesting season. Uh, He has, and you and I have talked about this off camera, he's made some appearances for Celtic, uh, mainly off the bench. Not an outstanding season by him uh in the scottish scottish premiership um after a uh pretty great performance in the psg youth youth system getting a couple call-ups and then he was loaned out to celtic um and so uh he was recently called for u20s uh for us for the u20 world cup and then basically celtic didn't want to let him leave and they're like hey if you leave you're done here like there's no more opportunities for you to continue playing here, blah, blah, blah. And so he packed up his stuff, he left, and he went to training. That's cool. Um, PSG are now are inter- they're now saying they don't really want him. He's not in their, their future, which makes sense because they can't really afford to wait on youth talent at their current stage and the amount of money they're spending. So uh, it looks like Tim Weah could be sold this summer. Um, and he's one of those young, promising uh, talents for the US Men's National Team. Uh, right now, uh, the only club linked to him is Crystal Palace who have reportedly been monitoring him for like the entire year. Like they just been waiting on him to be available, but I would imagine that uh, multiple clubs are going to start being interested in him and I wouldn't be shocked if Newcastle or one of those clubs at least expressing interest in Tim Weah. Um, would you what do you what are your thoughts? Would you do you think it's one, do you think it's possible? Two, do you think Tim Weah is a good fit at Newcastle? And three, would you personally like to see it?
1: Um. So, my thoughts right now are, with Rafa Benitez, no, it's not possible. Rafa doesn't play, doesn't use his position. He would be a wingback in our system. So, uh, like I guess he could be a. You think he would be a wingback? Yeah, I mean he he's a winger, and yeah. he's not an attacking midfielder.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, um, like he would ideally, so he, wouldn't, he wouldn't take, take Ioze Ioze prize, unless iose has gone. But well,
1: I don't. I don't even. If iose has gone, I don't think Wea still plays that position.
2: Well, yeah, but he, I'm just saying, like, it's not like his position's ball. completely obsolete. Like, it's not like we don't use wingers. That, when you first said that, I was like, we definitely use wingers.
1: Well, uh, I mean, Matt Ritchie, but it would be like that situation. Like, it would be a wingback situation, which. You wouldn't what even what make the to argument that oh, right oh, now oh, Miguel
2: Amarone oh, 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 and Iose Perez oh, oh, oh. are just wingers oh. with the freedom to do whatever they want. Uh no, I would not make that argument. Interesting. Yeah. That's the argument that a lot of formations would make. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Um so so I don't I don't see it from that standpoint. And also if he he's definitely a promising talent. So the only way I would want him to be assigning for Newcastle is for the youth team. Because if you're going to go to Scotland and, and can't start in that league, then you're not going to make it in the Premier League, guarantee. So, I, I mean, I would love to see him in the U23s and build up. Um, but, <laughs> I you know, the next move needs to be a, a very important move from him. He has a pedigree. Obviously, his dad was the balloon d'Or winner, now the president of Libya. But, uh, or is it Liber- Liberia? Liberia. Liberia. Um so there's the pedigree there. So a lot of people are going to be interested from that standpoint. But with Rafa here, I don't see it happen. Like BS meter, 100.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening for another. I think personally it doesn't happen. I do point out uh, there's a there's a debate on what position Tim Way plays, uh, because he was used as a striker in PSG's academy sometimes and as a winger. And then with the U20s, he's played both. So I think we'll get a better answer Depending on where the U.S. men's national team decides to play him, uh, especially with like there's no Josh Sargent in this U20 team, there's no Amone, there's like a, a bunch of there's there's not there's like a lack of a clear forward besides Tim Weah that's proven um, in this in this uh, this U20 camp. So we'll see what he plays. Um, I'm personally in the boat as if as I think he's a better striker than winger because he can't beat people one on one consistently. Uh, so I would. I think that it's potential that he could be a, a striker off the bench. Um, but for the sake of me being a U.S. Men's National Team fan, I don't think it makes sense for him to go to Newcastle uh, when he should go to Germany or to Monaco or to Ajax, where their youth systems and academies are going to be able to develop him to the best player he can be. I don't think he should go to any English team because English teams like haven't proved on a consistent enough basis uh, that they're able to really take and develop talent and use them to the best of their ability. Like, all Unless three of those. Yeah, I mean, all three of those. Yeah, and Southampton has fallen off the map. So, um, and, like, I'm saying all three. Like, there's teams that are great at developing talent, like Chelsea, and, like, you could make the argument now, Man City's got really good academy prospects, but about using them and making sure they get consistent game time when they're ready to make the next step... Like There's no one in the Premier League besides, you could say, Southampton. Wolves are getting there um, that that, d- that does that. And so, um, But you look at teams like Ajax and Dortmund um, and even Bayern Munich now, how they've kind of revamped how they do things. Younger players are getting more opportunities, um, and they're also benefiting from good academies. So, Tim Weah, go somewhere else. Don't go to the Premier League. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all we got for news, right?
1: Yeah. All right, so we're going to preview the full match now. Right after this break. All right, so we ended our season on a very, very high note and I will enjoy this. It seems to be a trend with Rafa and I'm I'm glad it is. <laughs> because it's fun winning the last game. Actually in we've won our four last games, right? Yeah. In a row. Yeah. Um okay, so the match in four nothing for Newcastle, we got some three words for you. Um, at Ralston in America said, we need Rafa. Definite, <laughs> obvious there. Don at SMIC Ultra. Uh, thanks, CHN Radio. You're oh. so welcome.
2: Yeah. Don, well, actually, so you're not welcome.
1: Huh. Greg says I, you're welcome. Elijah, yeah, KK, you, have to, you're welcome. you have to work
2: on it. Yeah.
1: Um, Trevor Mooney says, bye-bye, Iose. Up the Mag says, over the line. Four times. Mm. Um, and then Elijah with a sad face to end it. Last
2: three words. Well, that's not the end. There's two more.
1: Oh yeah, because of the
2: yeah. Yeah, all right. People Twitters. public service announcement. If we quote It's you, fine, they
1: can they can do it. They can do it.
2: Okay, fine. <laughs> if you're fine with it, just Yeah, just because right. you know,
1: both counts get love. Either way. So we're okay. happy. Okay.
2: That's that's fair. Yeah. Um so uh Tune Army Dallas. Slash Fort Worth says this effing club. Um, <laughs> and you can follow them at uh toon army Dallas. Um, and then Patrick at Paterpillar, which is a pretty good name. <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> um, said, I love that. pay Rafa Mike. Uh, so yeah, th- that's that's the last three words of the three words of this wow. season. Wow, yeah,
1: wow, how fast it has gone.
2: It, actually, this the season has definitely gone by faster now that we do this podcast.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's yeah. been pretty crazy.
2: We been um, a lot of life change, too. Greg even moved.
1: Yeah. There's a lot going on.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. You
1: guys, crazy year. You're a new listener. Just stay for the ride. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with lineups. Uh, it was a record-breaking lineup for Newcastle United. Mm. Um. No Bereka in the squad, so he will be the only Newcastle player in club history to make his only appearance at Wembley Stadium while never making another appearance. So, congratulations to him! Yeah, uh, that's yeah, actually so probably never going to get broken.
2: No,
1: probably not. Like that because is wild. Spurs don't play there anymore.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, unless like Newcastle make an FA Cup like semi-final. And a lone player comes... But even then, it's like, there's. why would yeah. you put on a lone player for a semi I don't know. Yeah, it's a wild... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well.
1: All right, so the starting lineup was Dubrovka, Hayden, at left wing back. Yeah. I mean, right wing back. Right crazy wing crazy back, there. Yeah. Um, Hayden, right wing back. Not something that I thought I'd hear. Uh, he played Cheryl right cells. back a
2: couple times in the championship. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, Cher, Lascelles, Dummit, Richie, Diame, Shelby, Perez, Atsu, and Rondon. The subs were Darlo, Lewis, Cass from the youth squad, Fernandez, Kieran Clark, Kelland, Watts from the youth uh, squad, Kennedy, and Muto. Um, so congrats to Lewis, Cass, and Kelland, Watts for making the team. And your thoughts on the lineup, Elijah?
2: Yeah, it was interesting to see uh, Diame and Shelby in the middle of the pitch. Um, actually, when I first saw the lineup, I didn't even see Hayden on the team sheet. Like, I, I just assumed, I saw Shelby, I just assumed that he was starting alongside Hayden, and then I was watching the match, and I was like, wait, what, what's going on? Why is Diame playing? Did Hayden go off? And I was like, oh, no, Hayden's right there. Uh, so yeah, uh, Hayden (laughs) playing right back, uh, cool. He did it at Arsenal when he was in the academy. He played, had a couple appearances for us in the championship during couple, during some cup, um some cup games but uh other than that it was a pretty strong team uh it was cool to see rafa give shelby the chance to redeem himself um yeah so good for them
1: and that he did uh shelby made pretty much an immediate impact it was kind of back and forth in the beginning uh fulham had a good run of form but uh eight minutes in it was a great ball from shelby and he sent richie clear on the left-hand side, and he centered it to Atsu, who flicked it on, and then Brian put it over his own bar, and that led to a Newcastle corner, and then it happened. A beautiful goal by John Joe Shelby himself. Um, It was like it was was drawn up, like a basketball coach's inbound play or something.
2: Um,
1: But Richie crossed it to Shelby. He controlled it at the edge of the area and then just snipes it. Top left corner and he like, sprints the entire length of the pitch to celebrate with Newcastle supporters. It was awesome seeing uh, your thoughts there.
2: Uh, that was sick. Everything yeah, about that, was that goal sick. was sick. Uh, yeah. Other other thoughts? Jonjo Shelby's only premier league goal this season.
1: Yeah. Nobody <laughs> would have predicted that.
2: Which is wild. This year. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, that's and, insane.
1: And, uh, one shout-out, too. And So uh, right after this goal, you could hear the Geordie boys taking the piss Chan, which is amazing um yeah. that's all you could hear from inside craven cottage cheese is that it was newcastle support that's it it was so oh, cool yeah. on tv they were so loud i love it yeah um, shout out after,
2: to uh, nbc for televising this game because it made no sense to televise this game like at well, all they televise
1: every game on the last well game. i mean
2: yeah oh what really yeah every, every game was on tv oh I was like, why are we on the Olympic yeah. Channel?
1: Yeah, that's why. Yeah, they spread it over.
2: Because
1: this was the only match that didn't have something in play. Uh, yeah. Of all ten games. So that's why we were relegated to the Olympic Channel. But yeah, oh. every match was on national TV in the U.S.
2: Okay, so like on CNBC and which, like MSNBC, all that kind yep, of stuff? Okay, yep, you could have watched, whole thing.
1: You could watch every single match here. Which is funny, because in England, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, it sucks for fun, you guys.
1: Fun fact. So immediately after that goal, we get another. Um, great start for Newcastle is Richie. Again, he had a hell of a day. Uh, he flicked the ball into the area and then Atsu, my dude, uh, tried a right-footed shot. Uh, Rico only paired it for Perez that went right out to him, tap in for him. 2 nothing Newcastle, and the support went wild from there. Beautiful. Beautiful, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, what else,
1: what else can you say?
2: Everything about this match is beautiful, except yeah. for Rondon <laughs> not getting the brace, but, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a great chant that I saw um, when Mitro missed. He should have scored, but um, got in front of Dummit and headed it wide. And then the fan said, You're just a shit, Solomon Rondon.
2: <laughs> yeah, he looked, was... had a post game comment on that, too. That was a
1: great troll. Um, yeah. So I just I just love it. That's that's everything I live for. Um, the rest of the the first half, it was very, very Newcastle focused. Um, Fulham had a few chances, and it was just misses by Mitro there. Uh, ended, ended at halftime two nothing. They Fulham honestly dominated in possession, but they did nothing. Like Newcastle was. It was one of those matches where like it's happened a couple times this year where Bitch has been extremely efficient. In our counter-attacking, like, when we got a chance, we put it in the back of the net. And that's just what, that's what Rafa target. does so well. Yeah. Um, Mitchell looked awful. In the be- And he just missed, like, wasn't close on a lot. Shelby and Richie and Atsu were just, like, on a different level in that first half. Any, any comment
2: there? I mean, Newcastle looked completely in control uh, for the entire first half. Um, it was... I mean, it like it's just very good run of performances from Newcastle. Probably one of the most dominant performances we've seen this season, uh, especially yeah. that half in general. Um, but yeah, the, Fulham—they are just not a good team.
1: No, like like not at and all.
2: someone someone tweeted out this and it made it. I mean, it was so accurate. And I literally was looking at FIFA because I was playing FIFA and saw this tweet and it was like Fulham treated real football like FIFA and they've just poured in a hundred million pounds, overhauled the squad and didn't think about anything like chemistry, tactics, coaching, anything like that, and they just expected it to work. And like that that was the culmination of that. <laughs> like it was bad. That was that was awful.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely was. <laughs> um second half started and it was Majority of Newcastle again. Um and Another thing to comment is Hayden absolutely owned Sesson Young, and he did a really good job playing that wingback position. We didn't mention that. Like, we just mentioned the surprise of seeing him play that position. But he actually destroyed Sesson Young all day. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, it made me not joke. want him anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so then, and then it became 3 nothing. Hayden, Ben Sherfa, Alan Cherer. Seals the match. Richie again, involved in another goal. That's his third so far. Uh, floated a corner into the area. Cher arrived on the edge of the six-yard box. Mitro just doesn't jump. Like, doesn't jump with Cher at all. Just for, just doesn't. Um, he, he gets ahead of Cher. Cher gets ahead of Malson. And then uh, it was a, just nobody saving that header into the net. Um, comfortable win, it's looking like, for Newcastle United. What do you think about that play?
2: Uh yeah I think we, what we need to talk about really is what happened after the play just Richie just slapping share it's fruit Oh yeah Perhaps,
1: yeah that's for, his, that's his trademark now
2: Yeah I, I don't really he did it twice I I don't really know what what that's about but uh honestly just I'd like to see Richie back in Newcastle next year just to see if that continues uh because it was truly bizarre to seeing Richie just violently hit people until they cried for mercy And that being, like, him saying congratulations. So, uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Shout-out to Matt Richie, I guess.
1: Shout-out. Right after that goal, the subs start rolling in. So, Atsu came off for Muto. Um, A few minutes later, Fernandez came off for Hayden. Then there's the... There's only one Isaac Hayden chance that happened. That was really good. Um, It was... Rondon... This is... And right when the... Right when Fernandez came on, Rondon just kind of <laughs> took it to a whole, whole different level. And honestly, you can kind of thank Muto for that because Muto and Fernandez came on, and Muto was pretty lively. He's like setting up counterattacks very well. He's playing on the right, and Perez uh, shifted to the left, and they were he was playing into Rondon very well. I thought um, it's also an awful defensive Fulham team, like one of the worst in the Premier League. Like ever. Uh, not just this year. And then Rondon puts it in, 89th minute. If this was his last appearance, then he did it in style. Um, Perez finds Rondon in behind the defense. It's a great run by him. And his first shot was saved by Rico, but then he like slotted it right through the keeper's legs. <laughs> it was awesome goal. Yeah. Well, the way to finish. Uh, Rondon has been responsible for 44% of the of Newcastle's goals this season, and that is the most since 2005. That was Alan Shearer with 50% of the goals. So, fun fun stuff there. For
2: you. He could have had a hat trick.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah he was all over the place, uh, especially like from the 75th minute on. It's like absolute terror.
2: From the 75th <laughs> minute on, he had a shot saved, and he hit the woodwork, and he scored. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. all within that, that like, 20 minutes.
1: Yep. Um, so it was a massive win for us. And on top of that, Burnmouth lost. So that moved us to 13th. Um, one more point than last season, which is something of note. Just extremely efficient. A great counterattacking style. And, like, clinical and just surgical on scoring. Gotta love it. I love it. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I just have... Like, it's just – that's the way to do it, y'all. We should do that every week.
2: You think? Or not. No, no. I like drama. <laughs> nah, not
1: me. Winning um, the league is boring. Nah. <laughs> um, Some quotes. Rafa said, we did well. Yep, that's true. Uh, the yeah. main thing is this was the last game of the season. And to do that when you are safe, away, and in front of a lot of our fans, I'm really proud and pleased for this group of players. What I can guarantee is that this was my last game of this season. (laughs) We will see what happens in the future. Obviously, you know, we have a meeting coming soon, and hopefully we'll have more news for everyone. Because we have been talking about this for a while, my answer is always the same. We have a meeting coming soon, hopefully, and then we will see where we are. Someone will ask me the question, do I want to stay? It's very easy. I can see the potential of this massive club, and hopefully we can do things in a way that will be good for everyone to move forward, maybe together. He, and he's talking about Mike actually, he said congratulations to everyone. We were in the dressing room, so he was talking to me and the team saying thank you very much, but nothing special. <laughs> these are direct quotes. I'm not making any of these up.
2: Yes, it's just so hey, don't, funny how back. candid
1: he is sometimes. Yeah, um, Yeah. on Rondon, he said I think he was desperate to score another goal and it was important for him because he's a striker. Like he's just so like, <laughs> uh, his quotes are so funny. Um, yeah, just great on oh, Shelby. Oh yeah, his Shelby quote. Um, he said on Shelby he said today I'm really pleased because he scored a good goal and played a good game. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Rafa, for these great quotes. Stats,
2: or do you have any quotes? Um, I just I move to stats? just a quick aside. I'm pretty sure. On the broadcast, I watched the extended highlights again today because I honestly rewatched the wins for the the highlight wins like way like way too much. Um, in the beginning, they did say the reason Javier Mankio didn't start was his wife is went into labor or something like that. So, oh, looks like he's having a baby. Well, congrats. Yeah, you guys can fact check me on that. Uh, I know Trevor's listening to this, but yeah, Trevor, just go to the extended highlights. It's like the first thing you hear. Uh, With (laughs) announced lineups, but I'm pretty sure he's. It's at his wife. He's. It's a personal day because his wife went into labor. But the Chronicle didn't write about it. So, no. Okay. Yeah. So we might have made that scoop before them. Yeah. Well, NBC did, I guess. But anyway, stats.
1: There we go. Um, it's our fourth Premier League away game this season. Here's a little trivia for you, Elijah. Can you Mm -hmm. name the other three?
2: Away wins. Yeah. This year. Oh. Goodness me, um, <laughs> that's tough. Okay, uh, that is tough. Um, Cardiff, nope. We didn't beat Cardiff away. No,
1: remember that was the Kennedy. Oh, yeah, that was penalty. the really
2: crappy one. Yeah. Um, was Everton that comeback? Was that an away game? No, that was home. Jeez, <laughs> man, that is this is this is tough. West Ham. No, got smoked by West Ham both times. Okay, Palace. Nope. <laughs> um, Brighton. Nope. Dude, what? What? Did we just not beat any mid-table teams away? Like, what happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. Actually, oh, s- all all three of the all three of our other away games were against mid-table oh, Bournemouth or was opponents. No,
2: no, it wasn't. Southampton. Nope. <laughs> what is going on <laughs> we didn't beat wolves away no no, either. we didn't yeah um this is <laughs> like okay so now that we're in the top six huh i mean i jeez
1: my first hint is who finished last in the premier league
2: well oh well fulham no did fulham
1: no 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 they were 19
2: oh Someone did worse than them? Jeez.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Well
2: it who wasn't Cardiff. It? Cardiff just have you didn't. forgotten Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's understandable
1: like if you forgot the team that this is.
2: Yeah, who is it? Huddersfield. <laughs> oh, oh wow, Huddersfield was in the Premier League this season. They had oh.
1: sixteen points this year.
2: Right, hey, good for you. I'm glad um, we had their, their dreams come true. They made it to the prem.
1: The other away win I mentioned on this podcast, on this episode, about how Rafa had a postgame Leicester. interview.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was the Friday night game.
1: And the last one, that team finished in fifteenth place.
2: Oh, okay. I don't really know how that helps me. You said
1: every other team from. Ten uh, from twelve. I, I know. Down. I thought I said every mid-table team. team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. this is the only team you haven't said from twelve
2: down. Oh, <laughs> goodness me. Ah, uh. hmm. This is. I, I don't even know if this is embarrassing <laughs> because this is like such an obscure thing. Yeah. Uh I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'll give I, you a hint, Sean Dice. Oh, wow, Burnley. You just yes. You just forget yeah. certain teams are in the Premier League. <laughs> like, like I honestly forgot Burnley Huddersfield existed. Like I just yep. like, they don't sound like Premier League teams. No, no. They don't have certain QPR the sound to sounds like more of a Premier League team than both of those. Um
1: yeah. So to recap, in case you got lost there, it's Fulham, Huddersfield, Leicester, and Burnley are our four away wins this season. We scored four goals away from home in the Premier League for the first time since March of 2014 when we beat Hull City in the Prem four to one. Um, the last one, last time that Newcastle won by four goals on the road in the Premier League, you had to stretch on this one. In the Premier League on the road, win by four. October 2001, we beat Bolton Wanderers four to nothing.
2: Oh, yeah, Bolton. Who? Uh, shout out to Bolton. They've now been like. Their administration, yeah, yeah. Dave, this sucks for them. Yep, uh, uh, we do have a couple seasons back.
1: We do have a couple more, like uh, like four or more wins on the road. We beat QPR six nothing in the championship in 2016. Goodness me, um, a four <laughs> nothing victory against Ipswich in 2009, and that were the two only two away like lead matches. Both of those were in the championship. Um, so yeah, so it's been a long time since we've seen something like that. Uh, so we've lost just seven times in nineteen Premier League away games, which is the best point total um, since the 03-04 season for us. So that's that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, um, you could say. Yeah, four four wins. Uh, what's that? How many draws is that? Uh, six draws. Four wins, six draws, and seven losses.
2: Yeah, I mean, and a couple of those shouldn't have been losses. We're looking at you, yeah. Wolves, and the man U game. That was away, way, right? We went to Old Trafford, went up 2 0. Yeah. 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 That, that should have that been was lost. on the
1: road. Um, so now I have another, one more Antonio Bareca stat for you. <laughs> um, oh,
2: that's interesting.
1: So I mentioned that he was the only player to make that appearance at Wembley. He also broke another record. Which, it's the shortest ever competitive senior career for Newcastle United. Four minutes. He must be really bad. The previous record was James Coppender. 11-minute outing in August of 2000. Which is also, ironically, against Spurs. Huh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, moving on even further. Going to best-worst player, Elijah...
2: Um, do you have a worse player? Uh, not really. I mean, it's really yeah, hard to pick I, a worse player in a 4 nothing way. Yeah,
1: when you absolutely destroy <laughs> whoever is there. Uh, all right, so who's your best player? Oh, this
2: is tough. Um, I have mine if you want me to go first. Yeah, you can go first.
1: All right. The best player for Newcastle United, IMO, Matt Ritchie. Okay. Great performance by you. Um, there's three players that I really like were like, they well, were above and beyond, well, beyond for me. No,
2: I, I won't give I'll my wait best for player you. first. Yeah. yeah, I'll wait for you. Uh, best player, uh, John Shelby. Uh, yeah. Because, well, John Joe Shelby should have had like two or three assists um, as well. Because yeah. he played some insane balls. Uh, back to classic Shelby, pinging balls left and right. Um, and I don't know, he just, people didn't finish, Etc, etc uh, he got his goal uh, he just looked he looked like the Shelby we were expecting to play a couple weeks back so just hey good for him he played well best player for <laughs> me um who are your who are your other uh, shout outs Yeah you're
1: right like the three players that were like out of this world for me were was John Joe obviously had the goal like like we said uh, Matt Ritchie with two assists and then Fabian Cher.
2: Yeah, Fabian Cher was great. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Rondon. This is yeah. easily the game where I think he had the most chances. So yeah. I mean, part of that is uh, people setting him up, but part of that is him putting himself in positions uh, in order to score goals. And that was a lot of his chances were just really good timed runs, um, and either the ball wasn't there, or he or the it was saved, or he hit the woodwork, whatever. Um, but yeah, he put himself in some really good positions to succeed. And Isaac Hayden deserves is a shout out for playing a position he normally doesn't play, and completely locking it down, looking good going forward, looking good tracking back. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, everyone else was good, but, you know, they weren't outstanding.
1: So there are, on, according to who scored, so if you get a 7 or above, you you had a pretty good day. He yeah, did. In um, who score
2: You deserve ratings? some ice cream.
1: Yeah. Uh so according to who scored, nine Newcastle players had a rating of seven point five or above.
2: I bet Dubrovka wasn't <laughs> one of them.
1: Uh Dubrovka had a seven point eight five.
2: Oh, okay. I was the just only say that. players I feel like he that didn't have to do that much. So
1: the only players that had a lower rating than, than seven was Isaac, Hayden, which was a six point seven, which is still a good day. Christian at point oh. seven, good day. Um, and then, like, your subs, Muto, Fernandez, and Kennedy, which didn't have enough time to make any impact. Um, so they, had, But they were still all above 6-2. So, yeah, like, everybody had a good day. Nobody had a bad performance. Um, so really cool. What a way to finish the season there. Um, do you have anything else on this match before we go to questions? It was fun. Yeah, that's something that we should note. Yeah. So we're going to go to questions, uh, or question, and we're going to do that right after this break. All right, our last match review question of this season, podcast
0: section,
1: now. And it is from, you know who, the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Moody. And he said... Would you rather have five more seasons with Rafa at Newcastle or $5,000 in your pocket tomorrow?
2: Five more seasons.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to say it too. Like, Like, I mean, I'm in Vegas. I can burn $5,000 pretty quickly out here. I mean, I'm a broke college student.
2: I would would love 5K. Like, I would love it. But I do know that, like, Rafa being there – Five more seasons is gonna make is gonna give me way more joy than five thousand dollars ever could. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's just the truth. I have a question for you. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting one that doesn't really fit in. Like, there's some questions we'll do during the end of the season, end of the year review or whatever. Um, but this one is about another player, um, a former Newcastle player who his future is up in the air. Um, Alexander Mitrovic, is he in the Premier League next season? Yes or no? No. Hmm. Why do you say He's that? He's
1: Either in the championship or in Belgium.
2: Why do you say that?
1: Because that's what, that's just what I think.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't
1: have any any like. There's nothing that I've seen to say the otherwise. It's just me in my opinion. Okay, <laughs> just a yeah. preface for anybody like looking it up. Yeah, people <laughs> like, are like, "Huh? Me, where is he like, seeing just... Belgium?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I would definitely see Anderlecht try to get him again and bring him yeah. back. Yeah, or I like one Anderlecht. of the rivals, like Ghent, or. Um, Club Bruges, like any of those clubs. I mean, he's I could obviously see... good there. I could see, like, Eredivisay. I could see, like, even Germany might even be interested in him. I wouldn't he see had...
2: Germany. He's not disciplined enough to play in Germany. And he's not technically gifted enough to play in Germany.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I could I could definitely see him. Um, I, I could definitely see him playing in
2: Germany. I, don't, I mean, I don't think he would do well. I mean, maybe for a mid- to low-table Bundesliga side.
1: Yeah, I would take them on Stuttgart right now. Sure. Um, but they're in a relegation playoff spot. So if they if, if they stay, then they probably have to say goodbye to Mario Gomez since he's like 86 years old and maybe sign somebody who can
2: play in yeah. minutes. I could record. see him in the Premier League depending on the team. I think there's going to be teams that inquire about him. Fulham's priority is to keep him because they're expecting to go directly Honestly, back up.
1: I honestly don't think anybody. Um, yeah, if maybe a just recently promoted side, but like, and there, and the reason why they would get him is because they look at their stats and be like, oh, he scored those goals, but like, he went months without scoring and playing a lot. Um, so I, yeah. I really don't see like teams that are currently. So we'll just say this twenty teams that were as of Saturday, I mean Sunday. Um, I don't. I would be shocked if he plays for any one of those twenty teams next season
0: besides
2: for i don't Both think that he I, I wouldn't say i and the only reason i say this is that there so there are some there are some clubs that make similar moves to this that don't like like i don't think he would be starting in a premier league team if he's in the premier league i don't think he would start i would i think i would preface it with that like i could see like everton take him as a bench player as like another target for they could bring off the bench um because chink Tosun has not been He's, he's been okay, kind of similar to Dmitryvic, not really that consistent, um, but they definitely do like having two styles of play um, with one with like, Ricardo it and bring on a target forward. Similar thing to, like, a Crystal Palace or, like, maybe a Southampton where they just want a target forward to bring off the bench. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if one of these uh, Champions League kind of playing clubs out of Turkey, like, a Galatasaray. Or someone like that, take a swing at him as well, just because uh, it's one of those, comes with the name Premier League. Like, I think they do this all the time. Like, clubs who are like middling, you know, group stage Champions League clubs, they'll go and get a Premier League player that is ready to move on or has not had an amazing season, and they somehow think that, like, that's going to salvage their season. Uh, or help them in the Champions League, even if that player has no Champions League experience. So, um, well, yeah, I don't think he does. But anyway, yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see where he ends up. I, I don't think he's going to stay at Fulham, even though the manager has been like, please stay. Yeah. He's well, done we'll the championship see. already, twice, and I don't know. Yep. Just um. Well, Elijah, that
1: is it for episode... 63 of CHN Radio, the last match review of this season. Like I said, y'all, we will be uh, coming back with you. So we're recording it this weekend. It still remains to be seen if we're doing it Saturday or Sunday. Um, We'll post some stuff this week. We're going to ask some, like, just random questions. And if you guys please, like, comment, uh, uh, like, your answers, because we'd like to poll all of our listeners and see what you guys are thinking. We'll say it on the podcast. Um, So we'll ask, like, your player of the season, your – like whatever, we'll just throw a bunch of random questions out there this week. Yeah. So look for us on Twitter. Um, yeah. We're going to be staying active, especially all off season. Um, and yeah. as far as the off season schedule, we don't. Elijah and I still have to put like a concrete plan down, but just know that there's stuff coming. Oh yeah. Um.
2: Oh. Elijah, oh.
1: anything you want to close out with?
2: Yeah. Uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about during the season long review, uh, feel free to tweet at us, email us, DM us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just even if it's something that's not even related to Newcastle, if it's just like Premier League season stuff or our players of the year for the Premier League, blah, 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 we're down to answer it because ultimately uh, it's as much of your podcast as it is ours. And whatever the people want drives the content. So.
1: Yeah. Love it. All right, guys. Well, continue to share the podcast. Like us. Rate us five stars. It goes a long way in helping us out. But for now, we'll see you in a week. And I'm Greg Troxel. He's the best damn hook co-host in the land. Elijah, Bruce, Bruce, This is Blade Races and Boy the Lads.
0: factory. Robin a deer. Just can't do the railway bridge, the bus will flow off there. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and ganned the blade and raises. Oh! The noses broke, they came back our yen Some went to the dispensary And some to Dr. Gibbs's And some to the infirmary To mend the broken ribs. Who they danced and swung, they called on me to sing a song and I sang the potty thing. I danced a jig and swung between the day I went to play. to blade and tune the bellman he was carrying there they called him Jackie Broom. i saw him talking to some chips and then he was persuading the Gamsy he jordy riddle he showed the mechanics hell it bleeding and... Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shoes and they had wipes selling ciders. And a check for a loom the and no more lads for riders.